Before we get to today's episode, I just wanted to make a little commercial announcement. I've created two links. They're in the episode description. One of them is to support the show, which if you click on it, it'll take you to a uh, webpage called Buy Me a Coffee, where you can make a one-time gift and leave me a few bucks and maybe I'll buy a coffee uh, to fuel my energy for the show. Uh, but if you like what you hear and you'd like to support, I have a little bit of overhead. That's one way you could do it. The other way, there's a link for monthly subscription. You could support the show on a monthly basis, $3 a month. There's no commitment. You can cancel any time. Uh, if it's in your budget and you prayerfully discern that that's something you could do to support me, I would greatly appreciate it. Now we'll get to today's episode. Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarfone. Thank you for being here today. Today I want to dive into something that I find to be a crucial part of any Catholic financial plan, and that is the idea of contentment. Before we do that, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face the challenges or the circumstances we find ourselves in. We know that you love us and that you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask all this through Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's talk about contentment. Webster's Dictionary defines contentment as freedom from worry or restlessness, peaceful satisfaction. So freedom from worry or restlessness. And I love peaceful satisfaction. I love that phrase. So in the world around us, we don't see much contentment. We see people filled with worry. We see a lot of restlessness and running around and chasing people chasing so many different things. We see people that they're just insatiable. They want more and more. And in a particular way in the United States, we suffer from consumerism and that stems from greed and the desire for instant gratification. So this idea of contentment, this, this peaceful satisfaction, it can be a foreign concept to us, right? And if we run into it, it's definitely a rarity. So what are some of the other characteristics that tend to circle around contentment? Typically, we will find joy. We will find humility, discipline, gratitude. We'll see a lack of envy and a, a de definite disdain for greed. And, you know, sometimes people, uh, they, they may view contentment or being content as settling, right? Like, if you can't win, if you can't be successful, just be content to lose or fail, right? And I want to be very clear, contentment, it's not settling. Contentment stems from a deep trust in God, right? Settling is more like embracing a failure, right? Or just wallowing in, in pity, right? That, that maybe settling is like that, but it, when it's said in a negative connotation, right? But contentment stems from a deep trust in God. It is born out of trust 
not just trust, but confidence that the Lord has a great plan for us and that he cares about us and he wants the best for us. I say this in our prayer every day, right? That we we ask the Lord for grace and wisdom in all the different challenges or circumstances we find ourselves in, right? We know the Lord has a great plan for us. Sometimes what the Lord knows to be best for us is not what we think is best for us. And personally, I deal with this all the time. There have been multiple moments in my life when I have not been content. There's been times when it was maybe related to my job or my income, times when I've not been content with my my car, my house, my bank account. And even there's been times when I haven't been content with the relationships I have, friendships. There's so many areas where I haven't been content. And when I look at them and I try to analyze them to determine what was the cause, it usually has to do with jealousy, some some level of jealousy. I see something someone else has. Maybe it's a more glorious job. Someone else is making more income. Someone else has a nicer car, a nicer home, a bigger bank account. Or maybe I think someone else has just better friendships than I do. And sometimes there's truth to this, right? You know, everyone isn't going to have the same everything as everyone else. We, we all know that, that that's a fact of life. But the evil one, he doesn't want us to be content, right? He wants us to be in a constant worried pursuit of the next thing. The saints, they get this right. At some point in their life, they accepted the fact that the Lord was all they needed. They stopped trying to please themselves and others and they work to only please the Lord. And this is so relevant with All Saints Day coming up this week, right? We can think of the stories of these people who at some point in their life, they accepted the fact that the Lord was all they needed and they stopped worrying about everything else. And then they were content. And this will bring us contentment. It will bring us joy. And being content is the best place to be, right? Peacefully satisfied trusting in great confidence in the Lord's plan for us. Now, I I say this often. It's why I started this podcast. Why did God make us? He made us to know him, to love him, and serve him in this life so that we could be happy with him forever in the next. When we're knowing, loving, and serving him, we are fulfilling the reason he made us. And the fruit of this is peaceful satisfaction. The fruit of this is contentment. But early on, contentment, it starts with the decision. When we begin to feel the desire for something else, maybe someone else's situation, or maybe just you know, not our own, uh, because that can be a thing too, where we're just pity party for ourselves. Like, why does this always happen to me? Or why don't I ever get a break? Or when will something good happen for me? When we begin to feel maybe jealousy or maybe a little self-pity, We need to first make a decision. We need to decide to be grateful for what we have, for those things that the Lord has given us. And we take a moment, we look back, look at the track record the Lord has had for us. Look at what the Lord's done. I can have gratitude that I was given life. I'm grateful for my family, for my wife, my children, that there's a roof over my head and food on the table. I'm grateful for the ability to work and to earn and to provide for my family. I'm grateful for the church, the sacraments, my Catholic faith. 
I'm grateful that Christ came to die for my sins, for the resurrection, and the hope that I can one day be in heaven with the Lord. I'm great, grateful for the countless times I've experienced the love of the Father. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit and how I experience Him active in my life. There's a peace that comes over us when we begin to, we begin to thank the Lord. When we offer prayers of gratitude to the Lord, we take our attention off of what we don't have, and we focus on what the Lord has provided us with. Many times when this happens to me, I'm quickly reminded how easy it might be for others to actually desire what I have. And then I start to have compassion for others. I remember years ago, a very particular situation, a friend of mine got an awesome job. He had a huge lift in his income. He was able to buy a bigger, beautiful house in a wonderful neighborhood. He was able to take his family on nice vacations, buy some great cars. And with each of these moments as they were happening, I remember thinking of how I wish I had those great situations. I remember praying about this. And I remembered that, you know what? They also had several serious and traumatic medical situations and circumstances. And the more I thought about everything in their life, not just the good, the you know bad as well, the more I began to reflect on the great situation I was in. This particular moment in my life is something I look back at a lot. This was years ago, but it's it's I remember it was like it was yesterday because for me it was my first wake up moment to be content with what the Lord has blessed me with, the good and the challenges. And for this friend, I knew the good and the bad. For others, I don't always know what they're going through. And it reminds me in those moments, those little flitters of budding jealousy towards someone else's situation, to just stop, to be grateful for what I have, because I have no idea what others might be going through. It reminds me to be grateful to the Lord. I know I don't do this perfectly. Even as I say this, I'm reminding myself to be grateful for all the good things God has put in my life. But then I would argue we could go one step further and say, I need to be grateful for all the things the Lord has put in my life, or at least to be peaceful, to be to have peaceful satisfaction, right, with all the things the Lord's put in my life, even the things that aren't so good. As I was trying to talk about this and praying, there were a couple of scripture verses that I came across that I think they can help define what our Catholic view, our, our Christian view of contentment should look like. In 2 Corinthians 6, verse 10, and this this whole section, um, chapter 6, it's kind of a litany of things that a Christian is, or, or how a Christian finds themselves. And so in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 10, it says, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet enriching many, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. And then the other scripture verse in Philippians 4, verse 9 to 11, and we just we actually just heard this at Mass on Sunday a couple of weeks ago, keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that now at last you revived your concern for me. You were, of course, concerned about me, but lacked an opportunity. Not that I say this because of need, 
for I have learned in whatever situation I find myself to be self-sufficient. I know indeed how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. Wow. Those are two great scripture verses. The one from Philippians. Again, we we heard it as a second reading in a Sunday Mass not long ago, which is when this idea for this episode kind of hit me. I have learned whatever situation I find myself to be self-sufficient. Why? Well, because I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. I'm sorrowful, yet I rejoice. I'm poor, yet I enrich others. I have nothing, yet I possess everything. And as Catholics, this is what we believe. This is what we must believe. This is what we need to know to be true. Where I I said earlier, contentment comes with confidence and trust in the Lord. Confident that the Lord has a great plan for us and that we trust his plan for us. That brings us the fulfillment, right? His plan for us brings us the fulfillment, which is, of course, unity with him in heaven, right? It's what we talked about, to know him, love him, and serve him in this world so we can be happy with him forever in the next. And sometimes for us to build up our confidence, as I said earlier, we need to think, how has the Lord shown up in my life? I, uh, a priest friend of mine was quoting a priest he heard speak, but the line was, my God has a track record, right? And we have to be confident in that we can see the areas in our life that he has shown up. God made us to know him, love him, and serve him in this life so that we can be happy with him forever in the next. So I need to be content with the situations I find myself in, not settling, not giving up, but still in constant pursuit of what the Lord has next for me, still constantly using my gifts and talents that the Lord has given me to build his church, to build up the people of God, to evangelize, to witness to other people. And trials and tribulations, hard times, they will come. I've had some. More will come. Even as I say that, I, like, I don't want to jinx myself. I don't want them to come. I really don't. But they will. And when we look around ourselves and we, we see the, the state the world is in, you know, right now in particular today, Right now, everything that's going on in the Middle East and Israel, the war in Ukraine. This morning, I was saying my daily rosary. I try to say rosary every day. And every decade, I try to have a different intention to be very intentional about uh, what the intention is. And as I was trying to think of an intention for one of the decades this morning, I kind of fell on, can I pray for something I need or want? And immediately, I was flooded with the thoughts of the people who are being killed, right? the people who might be trapped, the innocent people who might be captured, tortured, starving, losing everything, their family, their possessions, their home, not having food. And immediately, I just realized how all of my problems, all of my personal desires and tensions that you know, I, I might want an answer to or relief from or whatever, they all just pale in comparison to what these people the innocent people of the world are dealing with. They're part of our church, the body of Christ. 
and what they're going through and what my intentions were like really for my, my ease, ease, my pain, my mental stress, my challenges with work, whatever, you know, maybe I have some challenges, but for my, you know, in my part, serving my wife, my kids, the mental, emotional burdens that I carry for whether myself or different people, situations I've been in or witnessed and, and try to help other people through, they all just seem so small into comparison to what others are going through. So it leads me to be very, very grateful and very content for where the Lord has me. And to really try to figure out and ask, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this situation, in this moment, so that they're not wasted? We are constantly in a battle to follow the Lord and to claim him. I mean, the end of the, the Philippians verse I quoted, I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. That requires a lot of trust to say that and to be honest and heartfelt when you say that. I have the strength for everything. Oh, but it's true because it's through him who empowers me. Thank you, Jesus. I have nothing, and yet I possess all things from 2 Corinthians. These are some really good scripture verses to take to prayer. Well, that's all I have today. My thoughts on contentment and the challenges we might face in finding contentment. But hopefully this serves as an encouragement to you to know confidently that the Lord has a great plan for you. To trust him and to be content in those situations that we find ourselves in, particularly the harder ones. And to say, Lord, I know I can get through this because you strengthen me. Please let your abundant grace be evident to me so that I have the courage to follow you one step at a time. I hope this has been helpful. Thank you for joining me today. God bless. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.